I could um I, I wrote a seven page report on Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are continuing our look at Jackie Chan's breakout in America with 1997's, I believe, 1997's Mr. Nice Guy, which of course is starring Jackie and is directed by Sammo Hung. So it's nice to see him back on the podcast again. Yeah, Yeah, really cool. It's actually the first time they worked together in a long time, and actually... The last time they worked together, Is that yeah, correct? at least at least in like a, an official production, this does mm-hmm. uh, I believe mark the last time that we have Jackie and Samo working together, and we can kind of get into that. But it was uh, you know sort of a rift in the friendship, and it all had to do with another film of Samo's that opened just around the same time in Hong Kong, which was mm-hmm. Samo's. Um, chapter of the once upon a time in china series once upon a time in china and america um which sees wong fei hung in sort of the wild west and um jackie was pretty upset by the by the just the film overall basically he had had this idea for uh years and years we talked about his idea wall i think in the past and um i think one of jackie's pet ideas was um having this concept of having a Chinese martial artist uh, come to America during the Wild West and sort of cowboys and Indians and Kung Fu. And Jackie ended up, you know, uh, kind of bringing that into uh, reality with Shanghai Noon later. But it's an idea he had shared with Samo and, you know, some of his other colleagues. So uh, he felt sort of hurt and betrayed that from Jackie's perspective, Samo sort of took his idea and and ran with it. Um they, you know, eventually, at least as as far as they've said publicly, they eventually kind of mended the rift. But yeah, it's however you look at it, it is it is sad that we don't have you know more examples of these incredible you know filmmakers working together and really uh, you know brothers in arms. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I was actually yeah looking at Samuel's work and. He he doesn't direct anything until 2016. Um, 2016's The Bodyguard is the, like the next film that huh. he's the director for. Uh, I mean, we've seen him in a lot of other stuff like Ip Man, and he's been working as with action directing, but never just in the director's seat. So that's yeah, kind of there's some interesting too. gaps. I I want to say I heard heard something about what led to that. I do know in the late 90s um, when Leonard Ho died you know, one of the sort of chairmen of Golden Harvest, mm-hmm. um, that 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 did really change production for a few stars, including Jackie, who um, really stepped away from Golden Harvest at that point. Yeah. Um, but I think right, there's well, a, a similar thing with Samo. But. 
we can step away from our speculation a bit and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> talk we'll about this movie because uh yeah this movie's a lot of fun um i feel like to me it's kind of like the the b side to rumble in the bronx being the a side on like a a single i guess because oh, yeah. i could i could see that and it, yeah. it's actually uh same screenwriting team as rumble in the bronx of uh, yeah Tang it, and ma Fibe. so it's uh and also you know written and shot uh with the understanding that jackie was now a bankable star in the west <laughs> in in some ways it even acknowledges rumble in the bronx but i i feel like it it doesn't land as well as rumble does and um it kind of has like a lot of the same beats um i have another uh i have a theory about this like fan theory oh. my fan canon oh boy Are you... oh is this like an interconnected universe kind of theory i my in my head i feel like they so they call him jackie in the movie right yeah and i love that they just like look you know him as jackie we're just gonna call him jackie <laughs> he has you know he's like this kind of reality show like chef and he's got this family, and um, it kind of seems to me, I almost feel like this is Kyung from Rumble in the Bronx, but he's been put into witness protection in Australia. Ooh, I like that. And maybe Lakeisha is like his uh, his aunt's daughter or something. He's got this kind of TV family, like this weird, out-of-place weird family yeah. that he stays with, and they kind of talk about his past like a tiny little bit and i like to think in my head that that's what's going on <laughs> oh dude that's that's cool it'd be fun to rewatch with those, those cues yeah i i it's funny um this movie has a really uh soft spot in my heart because this is actually the first jackie movie that i saw in the theaters oh, um, oh nice. yeah my best friend hugh and i went to see it and we actually saw it at the theaters at the mall of america and so after we uh, came out of the showing we were just so jazzed and then immediately you spill out into these escalators and it's like oh wow <laughs> let's like flip down the escalators um, just luckily, luckily nobody got hurt but now as soon as i saw that scene i was like i'll bet a lot of kids hurt themselves trying to do some of this stuff because <laughs> it seems like or... just attainable you know, right? They're like it's throwing food at people and trying to get them to catch it in their mouths too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, everyone would do that though. <laughs> oh, those yeah, those are actually some pretty cool stunts when you get to those spots. One thing that jumped out to me that uh, I, I hadn't really remembered is I, I sort of think that Jackie's uh, English performance is maybe one of his strongest here in Mister Nice Guy. I don't know if he was just in a particularly good zone, but I don't know. I just feel like his accent is really on point and he has quite a lot of dialogue and um i feel like it is endearing convincing yeah it's it's pretty good i feel like his acting in english is probably at its best in desperation when he's like you know angry or scared or stuff yeah like why are you coming after me i have nothing to do with this yeah there's some moments in the film where it seems very genuine and yeah i think that's when it works the best I think the dialogue for everyone else in the movie is really weird. <laughs> the voice, the acting in this movie is not good. <laughs> like it's it's very bad, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, I like I said, I why I think of this movie as like the B side to Rumble's A side is mm-hmm. they try to do that same thing where it's a foreign cast, but they redub it, and it's just 
it doesn't land as well as it does for me in Rumble, but I think it's sure. hilarious and I love Though it. Though there is less redubbing than, I mean, Rumble is basically fully redubbed. Um, mm-hmm. And we also have just all these great, delicious Australian accents. Oh, like they're, the gang's they're like, Carl, oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, Mr. Giancarlo, let's deal, eh? <laughs> Um, it's ridiculous. And Jackie's Uncle Bill equivalent in this film, his name is Baggio. He just straight up sounds like a vampire to me. Hey, you never say that about my cookie. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> oh, it's 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 spot on a vampire. I guess an Australian vampire. <laughs> an Australian vampire. <laughs> I'm, and I'm then, sure. um, Oh yeah, that's that's oh no, they're New Zealand. So that's, yeah, that's what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Oh right, right. And then we do have um, an excellent villain, the aforementioned Gene Carlo, is uh, mm-hmm. played by Richard Norton, and Richard Norton. he has a ball of a time in this movie. I think. Oh yeah, no, it's, he's... it's I, I made the joke when we saw him in uh, Millionaires Express that every other person, even the other Western actors, had their names in Chinese, <laughs> oh, right, except for just the big Richard Norton written out. <laughs> but oh, no, actually, it's, it's long English names in this one, so. Yeah, I mean, he, as much. yeah, he's one of the Western performers that I always get excited to see mm-hmm. in any of our Hong Kong cinema films. Um, and actually, I don't know if we mentioned it last time he was on, but he's gone on to do some pretty high profile uh, mm-hmm. fight coordinating work in Hollywood yeah. films. Like um, I think of Mad Max Fury Road. He yep. had a yeah. big part in that. And, and he's in it, too. Like he's one of the, yeah. one of the performers in the I, movie as well. I think most recently he was involved with um, Dark Phoenix, which is, uh, I mean, but it's a big, you know, <laughs> but it's a big oh, that's deal. Cool, though. Yeah, that's really cool to see these performers get the credit where, you know, I feel they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And actually, yeah. yeah, that we're mentioning Richard Norton, actually, one of his goons is actually Bradley Allen, who was uh, Jackie's first non Asian uh, stunt team member. Um, I yeah. think people might recognize him uh, from Gorgeous. He's kind of like one of the big like fights. Or actually, a couple of times in that film, he fights Bradley Allen. And um, he also has been a big um, part of a lot of films that you might not know. He did uh, Scott Pilgrim. He did... Oh, man, he's worked on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But he's always really cool to see on film, too. And, I mean, um, and like you said, he was uh, a mainstay of... Jackie's stunt team kind of kind of from this period onwards into the early 2000s he's involved in just about every uh big Jackie film yeah he's super um, cool yeah including uh I think at least one of the rush hour or one of the rush hours you always recognize him because he's like probably the smallest dude on camera (laughs) (laughs) I love it that's awesome you know it's it's funny re- re-watching this uh, after having gone through our Samo arc and really so many of our movies for the podcast. I never felt this way in the past, but um, watching it now, it did you guys have the sense that it, it feels like in some ways Samo is trying to make a movie that isn't really his his sort of uh, his perspective or something? It's it's I almost got the sense it's like Samo is trying to do like a Stanley thing or it's maybe like you're saying carlos it feeling like the b-side to rumble he's kind of trying to tap into what this kind of new international superstar jackie chan movie would be and as as far as that goes i mean i think he's 
he's such a brilliant guy and a really incredible action director and there's some wonderful sequences in it but yeah i don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel like we necessarily have like the full sammo here i do feel like he's trying to give his own answer to rumble in the bronx and um i kind of feel like those are the weaknesses of this movie <laughs> mm, like sure. like trying too hard to be rumble in the bronx yeah and I don't know. Yeah, I think you lose a little of Samuel. You definitely can tell that Samuel's the guy behind the camera, though. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, but it, it kind of feels like he's trying to uh, piggyback on the success of Rumble. And just to, it might be helpful to reorient ourselves uh, in terms of the timeline. Um, so we mentioned in the last episode how Rumble in the Bronx was finally Jackie's big breakthrough success in America. And we also, I think, mentioned that uh, New Line luckily had uh, a pretty nice back catalog of movies to choose from. And so mm -hmm. I want to say that Super Cop was the next movie that got a theatrical release. Um, and there may have been one other older film sort of in the vault that they pulled out. But then the next movie that went into production of Jackie's after Rumble uh, is a movie we also covered, um, basically the sequel to, to Super Cop, uh, First Strike. And so I think it's it's maybe kind of helpful thinking of the, the sequence of Rumble in the Bronx, First Strike, Mr. Nice Guy. And we really could kind of place all those movies side by side. And it's kind mm -hmm. of a pretty clear trajectory of... Um, how Jackie's approaching this kind of big, for him, really kind of blockbuster filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, there were some scenes that were shot from uh, First Strike that were shot in Australia too. So you could almost see him. I mean, and that's not to discard Jackie's past with Australia. You know, he's right, right. His, his, dad, his family, the, yeah. yeah, live in Australia. And actually, um, I'm sure that was pretty cool for him to um, be back in Australia to actually. Jackie is Jackie Chan because of his time in Australia. When he moved to visit his family, his times he was hitting some hard times. He started a construction job in Australia, and when he was driven to the construction site, uh, the uh, employer asked his name, and the guy driving the car said his name was Jack. And what happened was that there was already a guy working there named Jack, so they said, we're going to call you Jackie. So, <laughs> really, Australia is the reason Such we know cool story. <laughs> Jackie, huh. who who he really is. I didn't know that. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's also kind of uh, sporting that reddish hair that we know from. Yeah, I noticed Stripe. that. I was thinking yeah. his hair looks a lot lighter than it does some of the other movies. You could almost think that maybe when it, he was... With um, Stanley filming First Strike, he was kind of scouting other places. Oh, if we're going to do uh, another <laughs> film here, where would we do it? And this is what they ended up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm also really curious about the order of events when it comes to Jackie and Samuel's relationship and this uh, rift over Once Upon a Time in China and America. I think that Samo shot that film prior to shooting Mr. Nice Guy, but I don't know if that production was kept from Jackie or if Jackie kind of kept it together for the sake of shooting the movie. Um, yeah, really, really kind of interesting situation. But at least in uh, Hong Kong, Mr. Nice Guy did outperform Once Upon a Time in China and America. 
And yeah, that's, um, it, it did that's... fairly well in the U.S. box office, but it did not repeat the um, the success of Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy to think of two Samuel films competing with each other, but it, you know that wasn't the first time it happened, and it wasn't the, <laughs> you know like this. Just seeing that Jackie plus Samuel, you know, equals more than just Samuel is kind of <laughs> a telling thing too. <laughs> It's like, yeah, totally. Also interesting on. that it's two Samuel films where he isn't really the the lead. It's he's directing Jet Li in one, and then Jackie in in the other. Well, now it's about time that we take a look at the movie. But this week, instead of taking a look at the back of the VHS, the trailer for this movie is so amazing that we're just going <laughs> to play that. So please enjoy that. We'll post the link in the description too. Welcome to What's Cooking Tonight. Anybody hungry? Television's most popular star. Who is that guy? Is not what you'd expect. I know that guy. He's a gentle soul. I know you. He's Jackie. You're a nice guy. Mr. Nice Guy. (laughs) But if you make the mistake, I don't even know her. Of getting him mad. You'd better get out of his way. Now, Jackie Chan proves to the world, nice guys finish first. Mr. Nice Guy. Dude, when that drum fill comes in. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> that was one of the things that <sighs> I had, when I'm starting to look up stuff for the podcast and I'd find something like that, I'm like, I can't wait to use that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, so good. Of course. Oh, man. Yeah, so this movie, it, it, this movie kind of, I love whenever these movies kind of waste no time. It's not quite the level of Crippled Avengers, which is like the gold (laughs) standard for not wasting any time. Uh, but this movie is pretty close because it starts with, it starts with us seeing Jackie as like a, a show, like a host of like a cooking show. Yeah. It's almost like a cooking infomercial or something. Yeah. It's, it's not super clear. And, and that, that is one thing I feel like. In old, I feel like an older Sammo movie, the fact that he's a good cook would come into play in the movie oh, more than sure, just that. Sure. More than just that, people know him. Yes, but but it basically is just oh, people know him, and then the bad guys are able to find him, and then that's pretty much the end of it having any significance to the plot. Mm-hmm. Right, which kind of yeah. stinks because like we've had laundry kung fu and stuff totally. in the, the previous movies so well and kind of around a similar time uh Stephen chow had his film the the god of cookery which goes pretty deep into um what cooking kung fu <laughs> might look like <laughs> yeah but yeah so i haven't seen the hong kong cut of the film but supposedly they the order of the first two scenes are swapped so 
in the new line version we open like you're saying with uh, this cooking show and um jackie's making this uh pasta it's, yeah looks pretty good <laughs> and then we and then we follow it up with this scene of uh gene carlo uh richard norton's character and um i hate to put it this way but you kind of know it's a Sammo movie because there's like because there's violence towards women abused. yeah yeah um <laughs> And so oppo- uh, supposedly in the Hong Kong cut, it opens with that scene. And then um, we follow it up with some levity with uh, Jackie and the cooking. But yeah. I, I really like kind of how it works in the American cut. Yeah, because that's funny you say that because I even wrote down in my notes that the uh, I'm sure they put that in scene in there just to let everyone know, hey, this is a Jackie Chan movie. Because, hey, here's Jackie. He's right here, guys. Because if you started off with this, you know, want to be bond villain killing a woman then there's like this gang fight and stuff and it's like well right. what's this what's this movie even about <laughs> oh I, I forgot to mention the uh the title of the movie uh in france do you guys know what it is oh, what no, no. tell what me is please it? <laughs> it's uh mr cool oh yeah <laughs> all right that's what joanna calls me mr cool oh, dude that's, oh, that's awesome is that <laughs> what is it, that it what kind... the lady says in the car jackie <laughs> You're Mr. Cool. You're Mr. Cool, Jackie. Um, It's kind of interesting, too, because it's effective because they open with this this really fun in games, making pasta scene, and Jackie's so smiley, and people call him nice enough times in, like, the first reel of the movie that you sort of accept it. But um, Jackie's character here actually has a little bit more attitude and is a little more reckless and kind of vengeful in his fighting than some of his other uh some of his other characters around this period hmm. so yeah kind of kind of interesting he's not necessarily always acting like uh like mr nice guy so yeah that's when we get this scene with the the this woman comes out of a pool like 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 out of a bond movie richard norton like really max on her like it's not just like a little kiss it's kind of excessive almost yeah and then he immediately starts like drowning her in the pool and they drag her out and d- bury her in a bunch of dirt and it's it's rough like it's a rough way to start your movie it's a good way to tell you that you what your bad guy is though so <laughs> yeah for sure um and we have another and, big bad that has a bunch of really terrible 90s suits on so and great sunglasses and mm-hmm. and everything uh, i don't know do we get that character's name yeah we might we, oh. we might but um it's 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 also uh kind of reminiscent of rumble in the bronx where we have sort of two groups of bad guys yeah um, there's um yeah there's a scene following this where uh Giancarlo and his guys are having like a, a an exchange basically that of course is gonna go wrong mm-hmm. so the other set of uh villains are called the demons mm-hmm. and actually uh Giancarlo accuses that woman at the scene before that of being one of the demons yeah and um those guys are more your typical um street street gang types and there's like a... this dumb didgeridoo plays every time they appear on screen <laughs> that's great yeah what is that oh man boss the demons are here uh. yeah I, I remember having fond memories of j peter robinson's score here um and i think it's a really good time 
somebody could describe it as is kind of silly overall. Though, <laughs> it I is. Think. There's a lot of things in this film that I would call silly, and it it kind of seems like a kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But then it plays with this kind of murder and kind of gang and drugs and stuff. So um, yeah, it kind of dances between both sides. Mm-hmm. But the the demons have this like really exaggerated leader in this kind of meetup and. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is, the acting in here has to be guided. Like, they probably told this guy, yeah, like, you need to express, like, stronger. Because there's no way uh, somebody would make that decision on their own. (laughs) 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 The way he contorts his face with every word that he says is really, really Oh, the stuff is mine. Yeah, and (laughs) his mouth goes from full to full open. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I, I remember in the last episode, you guys were commenting how some of the Rumble and the Bronx thugs are doing this kind of big mugging to the camera sort of acting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think there is, there's something there about the Hong Kong sensibility that mm-hmm. I think in that movie, Stanley and Jackie and here, maybe Sammo and Jackie are trying to, yeah, kind of bring it, bring it across to these um, non-Hong Kong actors and yeah, interest interesting results like um yeah. i sort of i sort of love it and it's like part of the aesthetic of these movies but i i could see it maybe bumping somebody out of it for a little bit <laughs> yeah so uh things go south and what ends up happening in the middle of all of this is that you see that there's a couple of reporters that are secretly taking footage of this uh meetup and um Getting a lot of really uh, yeah. good angles too, like a lot of shots. It's like it was a movie or something. Yeah, and they're yeah, editing I it. It's like a two shot and a lot of coverage. Yeah. <laughs> so Giancarlo sends his men uh, to chase them, and what ends up happening is that the reporter woman, uh, our red-haired uh, uh, co-star, mm-hmm. um, ends up bumping into Jackie, and it looks like he's just doing groceries. <laughs> but the thing that I love is that it just immediately like he just turns on so there's no explanation yeah of his like history if that's why i think man this dude is he's got to be kyung and he's like you know just trying to live his Mm -hmm. life but then sure enough stuff kind of finds its way to him again (laughs) and that's actually ooh playing into that more proof for that for for your fan theory later in the movie when he's talking when he's having dinner with like the co-host guy the co-host guy even says so as long as i'm around jackie's gonna be a chef not a cop yes exactly so maybe he took him in after the events of rumble in the bronx that's what i'm saying you have to imagine that the screenwriters here have uh have some confidence that you know uh, audiences are going to see this movie just because jackie is in it and they might not necessarily need as much you know exposition or buy-in for for his character being being powerful but um why is he good at kung fu because he's jackie chan that's why (laughs) right right (laughs) it kind of reminds me of uh boy this was like a big deal for me when it came out in ninja turtles 2 the opening scene when kino's delivering the pizza oh yeah and then the the foot clan soldiers just come and it's and you just kind of understand that oh okay this guy is like has studied some 
some martial arts, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that Jackie has a little bit of hesitation when they're bumping into him with their groceries. Um, and he's like, okay, <laughs> if you cross this line, uh, things aren't going to be the same for you. <laughs> um, yeah. One, and, once and their hands do. get on him, then things get real. And then he unleashes the true Jackie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like and, uh, how he ends up with a gun for a moment. Actually, this kind of conflicts with my theory because he would know that there would be a bullet left in the chamber because there's like a little gag where he's holding the gun and the lady says it's empty and he fires into the air and he's like oh now it's empty like he didn't realize there would be one in there actually i believe this is how i learned that there could be one bullet left in the chamber even though there's (laughs) no clip in the gun (laughs) you know one um sort of minor difference if you're comparing like the a and b sides of let's say, you know, rumble to Mr. Nice Guy. I do think Samo gets slightly lengthier um, fight sequences in the in the choreography in Mr. Nice Guy. And also, even though um, we do have a lot of these, you know, white actors playing the bad guys, I, I want to say overall there, there are maybe some more capable um, fight performers than, than in Rumble. Yeah. Because um, oh, I think sure, Rumble, we're kind of going from like tiny little beat to tiny little beat, and you're distracted by all the inventiveness of the choreography and all the, yeah, all the cool ideas that Jackie's pulling off. But yeah, I think I think Mr. Nice Guy definitely has all of those um, kind of antics and escapes and jumps and falls. Um, but I would say it has like a little bit more um, more combat, and it's in the kind of modern, um, you could say like rush hourish Jackie Jackie style. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do like a couple of the little beats here when they're making their escape. Um, there's uh, Jackie and the woman evading the goon around the truck. And he's yeah. kind of playing with like keeping his feet off Propped the ground up against and then the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. And there's the really great um gun switcheroo where uh he knows his gun's empty, so he gives it to the guy that's holding the gun on him, and then he knows that it's empty, so then he kicks it away and beats up the other guy. That's really funny. <laughs> and the the great slip through the fence gag. Where oh yeah. I so love that the other people literally just like, how did he do that? <laughs> well yeah and the the ngs or the outtakes and mr nice guy are pretty pretty terrific too. oh yeah it's, it ends up kind of hitting most most of the stunts that that you wanted to see mm-hmm. including i love that that moment um with that outtake where he just doesn't quite make it through the fence in time jackie's just in such good spirits and all those outtakes on mm-hmm. on this one another great thumbs up at the very end because oh, you got yeah. it oh yeah <laughs> Um, I like how weird this gets too because <laughs> Jackie ends up running to into like a biker group a biker wedding. Multi, yeah, b- biker multi wedding. <laughs> yeah, mass yeah. wedding. That's that feels like a very Samo kind of touch. Yeah, it's totally. There's strange. almost like a Wheels on Meals um, vibe, like in the opening when they're in the plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's another Wheels on Meals moment where he's like hiding in a in a food truck. In this case, an ice cream truck. Um, yeah, and actually, that's one of the callbacks that I, I oh, see yeah, from yeah. Rumble in the Bronx. Oh because, yeah, that's the connected universe. Because yep, it's <laughs> Emil Chow. It's the same actor that had the cameo in the uh, Rumble. He's the Stanley as of... an ice cream. Yeah, as an ice cream vendor there too. Yep, and some interesting uh, Pepsi sponsorship in the. There's Pepsi the all wedding. up and down this yeah. movie. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, they uh, he eventually gets back to the his car and and I do like it. He oh, has this yeah. nice car, but it's explained he has the nice car because he's like a, a 
popular TV show host, so of course he has a nice yeah, car. Yeah, totally. I kind of like that more than you know the person that just has a nice car for no reason, or he steals a car or something. Yeah, I think it's really cool too. It's a it's a '67 Mustang, which is like one of the most iconic American cars. Mm-hmm. But to see it with the Australian like yeah, style on the, on the, steering on wheel the right on the side. other side, yeah. that's really cool. I also love at the end of the wedding sequence when there's this like giant inflatable gorilla balloon. <laughs> and he's like floating oh, up with it. Yeah, Jackie gets um, some like resourceful fight choreography out of bouncing from it. Um, and then he's he's basically flies away on it. And I think this is kind of, it's like a similar maybe sort of scale and skeptical or spe- skeptical <laughs> scale and spectacle to um, like the hovercraft stuff in, in Rumble. But it's like a nice brief little moment rather than kind of what happens in, in that movie. Mm. Oh, I just think it's so funny because it's it's weird enough that it's like a biker gang, like group wedding. And then it's like, what else do we need here? Oh, a giant gorilla balloon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is a perfect way for Jackie to do another stunt, which is like fall onto the wedding cake using the gorilla balloon. <laughs> yeah. Man, how weird then, is that? There's also a really great like Jackie Chan highlight uh just following that that cake fiasco when he's running away and he's running on top of these garbage bins and then he <laughs> opens the last garbage bin and bad guy falls in it and he like hits it on his head <laughs> that that's something that definitely pops up in like you know jackie chan retrospective there's quite a few people falling into garbage bins in this movie (laughs) it happens on multiple occasions so what ends up happening now is that the reporter woman uh diana name is diana yes um she ends up getting mixed up with jackie he has like a bin of vhs tapes and her vhs tape which is like the damning evidence for uh giancarlo and the gang yeah, the VHS uh, tape is like the in. cushion. It's like the oh, same yeah. kind of MacGuffin. It's, yeah, it's, it's the MacGuffin yeah. of the, the movie. Yeah. And also, a little interesting bit about this this woman. Uh, she's played by Gabrielle Fitzpatrick, who mm-hmm. is kind of just a Australian kind of character actor, just kind of in a lot of random stuff. But she was in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, <laughs> like from 95. I am Dulcia. Master warrior of the planet Phaedos. Yeah. Oh, and wow. I, it's funny because I read that and I even looked up like the character and I know I watched that movie several times, but I must have been really, really little because I don't remember at all that character. <laughs> so I like how you chose your words there because I was a little bit older and I definitely remember her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. She's a very attractive she basic- woman. She's a former model before she did uh, acting. Yeah, and she's basically wearing a bikini in mm-hmm. her all of her scenes, which doesn't go very far from what she ends up wearing in this in film this as movie, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she actually that happens here because she goes home, gets the has the tape, and immediately strips down to her underwear because of course she does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But shocker of shockers, the tapes got switched. Who saw yep. that coming? <laughs> That's kind of like um, doesn't that happen in Train Spotting? It's like a similar. Thing, really. I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I should get my, <laughs> should get my One movie enjoyer uh, yeah, no, license strip for me. But early, early Ewan McGregor and Danny Boyle. Yeah, yeah. Good, good times. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but yeah, and then this is where we also first see Jackie's kind of uh, home life and feels very sort of like um, you know '90s. Uh, I know we're in Australia, but it feels like kind of a '90s Hollywood. Mm-hmm. home yeah it's interesting just how many how many people are are kind of 
kind of like at home with Jackie. It's this kind of pretty big extended family. Hmm. It's it's weird to me, man. So let me <laughs> let me ask you guys something. Have yeah. you ever watched those like educational videos where they're like trying to teach you a different language by setting up like a little scene? Mm-hmm. So they have everybody in the scene and they all are delivering their lines in one language. Then they'll cut back and they'll show the same scene, but they're talking in a different language. Oh, sure. I know what you're talking about. That's totally what I feel like when I'm watching this <laughs> scene. It's like we're teaching people English. So everybody's like really clearly enunciating every word <laughs> that they say. Right. <laughs> it's like. what's going on here (laughs) i don't know if it was for jackie's sake or for what but it's just so weird to me yeah (laughs) even the little kids (laughs) well and a couple of these actors um you can't really find many other no uh, productions that they were involved in right like uh lakeisha this is i want to say it's like her only that's the only one i could find yeah and that's probably effective in the movie Uh, or you think not (laughs) i will I mean, she's fine for what she is in the movie, but it's a very bad actress. Like, (laughs) like everything she does is just, I mean, maybe it was probably perfect for what Samo wanted because she's very, like, everything's like. like, Can you make it bigger? (laughs) Yeah, like. What are you doing tomorrow morning? I'm taking a load of videos for the show. Why? What do you want? (laughs) And then Romeo, that, um, I thought that actor looked familiar, but I'm not sure if I've seen anything else. Yeah, and also it's a great it's a great name. Romeo, just calling him Romeo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny watching this in Rumble in the Bronx because usually with all these movies, when you're flipping through the uh, Hong Kong movie database, everyone's in like five thousand things, and there are plenty of people that are in exactly one thing on the <laughs> Hong Kong movie database. Yeah, totally. yeah. Especially when it comes to like Giancarlo's men like mm-hmm. there's like literally like 25 people listed and like this will be like the only thing they did although there is one uh dude oh, yeah, that's, that this. i noticed and he's his name is cameron douglas and he's the son of michael douglas he <laughs> plays one of the goons in this movie really that's yeah crazy. it's crazy i had to like double check it and triple check it just to and then make didn't sure alex find a photo of him and he has tattoos of his dad michael douglas and also his grandpa kirk douglas yeah yeah like, yeah tattooed <laughs> it's on really, chest weird. Or really weird really <laughs> weird um so wait, oh i never thought about that kirk douglas is related to to michael douglas i never really thought yep. about that but yeah i guess that makes sense <laughs> Kirk Douglas still with us as of this recording, so oh, knock man. on wood. Yeah. That's, that's the that's curse. Amazing. That is completely unrelated to Hong Kong movies in any way, shape, or form, but <laughs> it's a legend. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, Diana uh, kind of gets cornered by Giancarlo's men, and they're trying to get the information because they realize that she doesn't have the tape. So um, she's still in her underwear, and um, they take her out on the street, and she kind of pulls a fast one on them trying to pretend like uh you know she's a like prostitute in there, her John. or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's actually really clever and um then she uh gets away and then they cut back to jackie <laughs> with his family again and this is like another english lesson <laughs> I, I love i love whenever they cut to the little kids watching like this this really violent gang thing go down they're yeah, just kind of staring totally. at it and we were joking about it but it's uh it they did not attempt to make it look like camera footage. It's they, like they, actually it's, it's like they have an advanced copy of Mr. Nice Guy space, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Spaceballs. Yeah, exactly. When's this? <laughs> now. So 
and we see them that's when we get the line about the about the you know as long as he's a chef then he won't be a cop mm-hmm. and and I was, I was thinking too this this old man saying as long as i'm around everything's gonna be fine like uh-oh oh no <laughs> oh yeah kung fu movie logic yeah. kicks in <laughs> although he he doesn't die i, I don't think like he, you don't see him for most of the movie but it's insinuated he just gets kind of knocked out and beat up Sure. So what ends up happening is they have like a benefit show in the middle of a mall and um, uh, Jackie and what's his name? Baggio? Yeah, Baggio. Yeah, Baggio. <laughs> um, they're uh, performing very Italian. for an it's audience. It's a little offensive, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like Giancarlo too. I was thinking like they are very obviously setting this in Australia, oh, yeah. but but they gave them both Italian all names. This Italian stuff. Romeo, oh, Baggio. I wonder if at, when they were writing it, if the thought was that it was going to be set in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so they're performing. And actually, we get a small cameo here by, um, at the time, uh, Joyce Godenzi, who yeah, is Samo's wife. wife. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and she's like a really great performer in her own right. She's and yeah, got she sort of really... catches the first, the yeah, the first little food toss. And mm-hmm. Samuel has, a, I love how he shoots all these because they're all in like single takes. It's almost like YouTube trick shots or something. Oh, yeah, um, totally. Yo, and yeah, there's like right. that really, I think about that. yeah, there's the high one up to the balcony mm-hmm. and that's just the a straight wide shot. They don't even move the camera. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Oh, we also passed over um, a, uh, a new character that comes into the movie, uh, Mickey. Uh, played by Mickey Lee, and it's Jackie's love interest in the movie. They pick her up from the airport, um, and kind of similar to um, maybe the damsels in distress from Police Story, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where it's uh, very similar. Mickey, actually, Mickey gets kind of, yeah, Mickey kind of gets uh, sort of thrown around and uh, kidnapped during during the course of the movie. But um, yeah, I really like this actress. It's um, yeah. Yeah, she does really, end up really with cool some part. egg on her face here. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how they kind of transition away from this uh, situation to it becoming more dangerous. So yeah. Jackie is tossing the food into the audience and there's a lady ready to grab a piece of the food. And one of the thugs from Giancarlo's gang kind of gets in the way <laughs> and intercepts it. It's, yeah. It's, it's great. hilarious. And it's he has great. this like crazy bleach blonde hair and the and this you know, flat these, top yeah. yeah is this anyone yeah. like is this a stunt performer of any kind because he has so a fight was, later in the movie that's actually like pretty legit like he's holding his yeah own. really good fight i was really trying hard to identify who of giancarlo's men he was listed as in the credits so i could find out more about this dude and i couldn't but yeah he's a very proficient fighter oh, on yeah. camera and like yeah he gets some really good stuff even here when stuff really breaks out um and he's he's fighting a, some of the demons i believe he does some really cool like uh wide armed like hungar style like attacks and you're like whoa wait a second oh he's fighting the the guards i believe and uh as he you know chases jackie he's like one of the best uh, adversaries for him in the middle mm-hmm. of the mall and I actually wish that he had more uh, fight uh, screen time because uh, he's super good and he has yeah. like, a very cool look about him when he's fighting no totally yeah I was thinking there's a chance it's um, Paul Andro- Androofsky but mm. it's it's hard because it's like there's if so uh, he never has that bleach blonde hair again it doesn't exactly look like mm-hmm. the right guy but yeah it's um 
it's weird. I, I'm, I kept scratching my head because I want to say that I've seen him as like a baddie in in another movie. Um, might not have yeah, been. Yeah, I don't know. Jackie film. Um, but but yeah, anyways, he's, he's he's great. He's in, really good. He's great in yeah. this part. And I he's like really that cool. um, after he sort of intercepted the egg that wasn't meant for him, then Jackie starts flipping him some peppers. And <laughs> we get some great, like, um, Hong Kong acting, I guess. Like, um, I was almost expecting, like, steam to come out of his ears or something, like a Stephen <laughs> yeah, Chow that movie. Would be, <laughs> that, that'd be great. But I, I love that uh, we've set up this scene in uh, in the courtyard of this mall. It seems pretty natural, especially it kind of fits like the opening of the film when we saw Jackie with his cooking show in public and maybe a similar kind of uh, location. But um, what this means is Jackie's then on the run in a mall, which is yeah. maybe the greatest thing <laughs> that you could ever have in a movie. Right. And he goes down like, I don't know, like four flights of escalators. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, how big is this mall? <laughs> it does seem really big, though. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I said before, he ends up fighting the blonde haired guy a bit more. And this chase actually kind of culminates into this uh, stunt like set piece where uh, Mickey and Jackie end up on like a horse drawn carriage. <laughs> it's like a carriage like yeah. chase fight scene. <laughs> yeah, that's I wasn't expecting that when I started watching this movie. No, <laughs> it's really great. Um, I was reading, uh, there was a Reddit thread and it was about Australia and there were people actually commenting on this film, how this whole uh, scene where it's shot jumps from place to place pretty radically Ugh. so that if you're familiar with the location, you're like, wait, that doesn't make any Ugh. sense at all. But <laughs> right. for us, the viewers, mm-hmm. it works. And uh, actually kind of reminded me of uh, our coverage of Wheels on Meals because there's that car chase that I mapped out that would actually take like four hours <laughs> to <laughs> to travel. <laughs> it's a similar situation mm. to that. Oh, nice. And it's also like, have you ever seen that that video that takes the? It's the first scene from the first chase scene in Baby Driver. Yeah, and it yeah. maps it to where it is in Atlanta. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's really cool because cool. sometimes they'll like be driving down the road and then it'll cut and it'll like the map will like go backwards like a couple blocks and be driving <laughs> right. along again. And, that's fun. And that was really cool too, because like I've driven down those roads before, so it's it's cool to see. Dude, that that's awesome. And I've well, never well, seen those roads that empty. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's the definitely that same experience that you mm-hmm. had watching Baby Driver, which was so cool because there's no other movies take place in Atlanta like that. So that's a cool one, <laughs> right? It's like there's more and more movies being shot there, but mm-hmm. they pretend but they don't ever to be. In yeah, New it's York always oh we're in Chicago. Like no, you're right. not. You're in you're in Midtown with a green screen. <laughs> oh man, I I mean I'm sorry to keep us derailed. No, but that's great. If if there was more like fighting in Baby Driver, that would be like probably like, one of my favorite like Western like action films mm, in like yeah. the last ten years. Oh dude, um, yeah. There's if, like there's no like hand to hand right. It's all just shooting and car chases. Right. If they just like had like the team like oh Bradley Allen, like I was talking about from Scott Pilgrim handle like if there were some fighting, oh man. Give yeah. me baby driver with some Hong Kong <laughs> cinema style. There fighting is that great and... sequence where um baby's like running away and through the mall and he's like just yeah. It's yeah. So so good. Oh yeah, can't get enough Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, back to yeah, this anyways. again. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, this culminates in this kind of wild, like, 
kind of unbelievable stunt where it's, the uh, the carriage the horses leap over a car and the carriage uh slams against the car and does like this kind of weird rotation flipping mickey away and <laughs> there's these like slow-mo shots of jackie like running ridiculous. to catch her yeah. yeah, it's, like, really drawn out. It's really and wild. And, like, I'm not saying that if you were on top of two horses and a runaway carriage and fell off, it wouldn't be painful. But it's acting like she's going to, like, most certainly die if Jackie doesn't get there in time. And, like, I feel like she'd, like, break a thing or two. It wouldn't be, like, you know, this horrible cat- catastrophe that all the slow-mo makes it seem like it's going to be. Right. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And also, that that brings up a good point. There's some wire work in this movie, or I feel like there has to be some wire work because there's some yeah. stuff that moves in a way yeah, that I don't for sure. Like the like the the very one of those first scenes, we see a briefcase fly, and it flies like this unnaturally straight towards a person, and I feel like that had to have been a wire. The way these this carriage kind of spins looks a little bit like that too. Yeah, yeah later another, on when uh, there's a bit more fighting, you'll you'll see some of some yeah, wire work too. Yeah, uh, but he's able to save Mickey, and we cut back to to Jackie's uh, kind of uh, apartment house thing, and uh, Lakeisha hears someone like kind of rumbling around. It grabs a cricket bat and starts swinging at at uh, Diana who. Who broke in and is trying to get the get the right tape back. And I like how Samo actually like gives them the respect of shooting it in an interesting way. Yeah, like yeah, they actually have totally. like a fight scene. Mm-hmm. He uses some clever angles and mm. um yeah, it's actually well directed. Mm. But um yeah, what you end up finding out is that um she's trying to look for that tape and then uh Jackie's kind of had it with her. Mm. That's like like what Marty was saying, how Jackie isn't like he, he's kind of like a victim of circumstance in this film and not necessarily a hero. So um, right, this right. stuff keeps coming at him. So he's like telling her to get out of here. Like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. But then she comes back because all of the goons are uh, coming up to the apartment. So what ends up happening is we have another stunt here, which is really interesting because it's like Jackie like saddled with three uh, women that he has to like mm. manage at the same time. As it, doing is a gr- a stunt. it is a great dynamic i feel like you gotta hand it to samo he he really knows jackie so well i mean obviously personally as we've talked about but he also knows like in what kind of situations he really shines and some of my favorite kind of jackie shenanigans are definitely in samo movies um like dragons forever there's that great sequence where he's kind of trying to hide samo and you from his girlfriend and it's yeah um yeah this is this is super fun and um yeah, I can't really think of a, a similar scene in, in Jackie's uh, filmography. Yeah, they they end up having to cross this beam from building the building, and each one of them have to do it on their own. Jackie ends up carrying Mickey, and um, the demons are also kind of closing in, and their like, weapon of choice throughout the film is just like a handful <laughs> of grenades. grenades. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so um, the two, uh, Diana and Lakeisha make it across and it's kind of comical. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jackie's making his way, but then the grenades go off and he Well, Jackie throws... actually pushes Lakeisha. He's like, okay, oh, close yeah. your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um... And, uh, he ends up in desperation throwing Mickey and leaping, uh, across to the other building. And there's these ridiculous explosions that happen behind them that like blow out the windows of the apartment. It's really cool. 
Yeah, um, in that uh, Jackie Chan biography that, I mean, if you've read it, you've probably known that I did too because I've been giving you all these facts <laughs> over the last couple episodes. But one of the things he says is that while filming Mr. Nice Guy, he leapt from a building and hurt his neck. And I think that this is probably the stunt that this did that to him. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Well, there's also, I thought that I heard he got injured in the the scene towards the end where he steps, um, he's swinging on that door. Oh, uh, hanging out of the building, yeah. the construction site. Yeah. yeah, it could have been that too. Uh, he doesn't say specifically what it was. He just says that he leapt from a building and injured his neck. So we get a little uh, gentleman to evil meeting with... Giancarlo and the other baddies and they introduced this little kind of kind of beat that he's like a super neat freak and like yeah, they have to yeah. wear like stuff around their their shoes before they walk in and stuff they don't say it here but at the end like some of these baddies like, <laughs> they might as well give us condoms yeah yeah <laughs> oh man because yeah they have to wear these like socks over mm-hmm. their shoes or over their socks or something i don't it was a little unclear but I think the crowning jewel of this scene is when his uh, goons come in with their tails between their legs and he's kind of reprimanding them and he takes one of the goons and whips his face with his own tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It, it's funny. The um, the use of Gene Carlo's home is kind of the the villain's manner or like the dungeon of, of the adventure or whatever definitely reminds me a, a lot of like eighties Samo productions mm-hmm. that we've, Oh, that yeah. we've talked about. This is um, a very final bossy kind of kind of mansion. And it's also, we make, I mean, really good use of this set, which we will, you know, trash to pieces at the yeah. very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the following scene, we've got Jackie and the ladies there, hiding out at uh, Lakeisha's apartment. And they kind of play around with some kind of romantic misunderstandings here because uh, Miki doesn't speak English and um, she's kind of thinking that people are saying other things. It's cute. Um, But uh, this leads up to the demons kind of showing up in the house and um, they're looking for the tape now. So now everybody's kind of in the middle of this mess. And uh, the bad thing about this is that the demons end up grabbing Miki. And I think this is uh, a part of what I was saying about Jackie's acting when they ask for the tape and he's like, oh, come on. Like, uh, yeah. you need the tape too? Like, <laughs> you know, if you find it, just take it. You know, I li- like that. But the, he's being held at gunpoint and there's a really great moment where... Oh, where he the, almost gets that kickoff? Yeah, it's like a yeah. near miss of this kick with the uh, demon uh, gang leader looking away. <laughs> then he looks back like, what's your problem? Because he didn't see the kick actually said, happen. Yeah. Doesn't he say I have to go to the bathroom or something? No. He says I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's really good. But yeah, and then, so we follow this with uh, a very familiar kind of sequence. We saw something similar in rumble in the bronx actually basically jackie is wired up and the police want to use him as like a but like to, to sting mm-hmm. yeah um, also demons. um yeah. first strike yeah first strike also yeah. <laughs> no no uh penguin outfit this time unfortunately yeah it's kind of kind of a classic but um it's interesting so this is a s- effort gets derailed basically because the police are trailing they're, they're terrible behind being Jack. hidden yeah. and, and talk about um 
the sort of Jackie acting that you were mentioning, Carlos, that's another great moment here where he's just like so exasperated with these mm-hmm. officers afterwards. He's like him, him. And he's like ripping apart their shirts and showing just like how uh, in basically the bulletproof vest underneath and that they're, they're obvious, you know, mm-hmm. giveaways as, as cops. Um, yeah. I don't know this. Uh, it has, his character just has a really uh, interesting attitude overall in the movie. It's, you know, the poster tells you Mr. Nice guy, but he's, he really gets fed up with a lot of a lot of the people in his his circle, including Romeo and the other cops. Oh, I also love the actor that plays uh, Romeo's boss. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> his, I don't know, some kind of like funny logic. At, like from one moment, it seems like he's just pro Jackie, like totally in his fan club, and then no, you've got to play by the rules, Jackie. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, you kind of get the like throwing the badge and gun. Uh, even though Jackie isn't actually a cop. <laughs> yeah. And then he almost immediately gets kidnapped. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, the demons yeah. roll up with this this sick van with some flames paint on the side. Oh, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like the A-Team van, but with flames. It kind of looks like Guy Fieri's oh, dude, shirts. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. Oh, dude, it's a Flavortown van. Is yeah. That, yeah, that <laughs> van is going straight to Flavortown. <laughs> and, it's cool. Marty, and you, you can... You can handle this cameo. <laughs> oh, dude. I was just saying, like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, who's headed to Flavortown? Yeah. It's Mr. Sammo Hung. Yeah. I mean, we've talked we've talked about, like, his incredible wardrobe choices <laughs> a lot on, on the podcast. This is one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones, though. I think on uh, last the last episode I was saying how Jackie loves to make himself the underdog. But I, I think Sammo has always taken that a little bit further. And Sammo is willing to make himself um, just like a the total ridiculous butt of the joke. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing that of any kind of role he could have given himself in this film, it's first of all, such a minor part and kind of a, a throwaway little mm-hmm. spot, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, basically he's, he's this bicyclist with this very colorful form fitting mm-hmm. outfit and a helmet. <laughs> um, and he ends up, pulling alongside the van where Jackie is sort of being beaten up and he's a little too inquisitive. And so Samo gets punched and there's a little bit of a running gag with this bicyclist character. And eventually Samo does get to have his comeuppance mm. and get some good hits in. Um, and also we get some great English dialogue kind of yeah. uh, foreshadowing what, <laughs> what would happen in martial law. Um, <laughs> The other thing that I feel like is a shame is there's there's almost no shot where where Samo and Jackie are in the same frame. Mm-hmm. There's like a brief little moment where we're cutting back and forth and Samo's sort of out of focus in the foreground and Jackie pops his head out of the van. Um, I love that shot. It's actually really like it's like seeing like two friends, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah, you haven't 100%. seen them in so long. And, you know, you think of the 90s era Jackie looking the way he does and you can't really picture Samo being in the frame like you yeah, were saying totally. so like seeing them two right there like even though it's just this short glimpse is really cool i like well, it a and lot. in in the uh, ngs in the end there's a couple of there's a couple of great little shots of uh, the two of them working out shots and everything yeah and there's also here this is the second direct callback to rumble in the bronx yeah. where um the guy is helping Samo up and he asks him what happened uh, up to dozy are you all right no. Just like Jackie at the, at the end of Rumble. It's, uh, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. I also Jack- really like there's like Samo gets a stunt too where he like slides 
completely over a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how they did. It. I mean, that could have been maybe like a wire assist. Thing I think also. so, but it's so cartoony. It really how it is. is. Like he's like almost like. And also, Samo has this great shiner, um, this <laughs> black eye from mm-hmm. from that that punch. Oh, something I wanted to mention earlier. Got more Pepsi in this scene uh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is this is a key. This is where Pepsi withdrew their sponsorship yeah. of the film because they're basically smashing all these Pepsi cans. Um, <laughs> but there's a, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, moments in the in the movie where we have this um, kind of post uh, slow motion. The slow motion done in the the edit where the camera was shot at 24 frames a second and it's slowed down after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say we have kind of an increasing amount of those sort of shots from this point in the movie uh, onwards. Not to say that there aren't some really great um, planned for slow-mo shots. There totally are. But yeah, that that sort of thing kind of kind of escalates from here on. Yeah, and, and like I think that technique is good to a degree, but when you draw scenes out like that long, like with Jackie running towards Miki, they use it for a long time. And then like you said, at the end of this scene as well, it's kind of like, like tighten it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, The, um, I think kind of the conventional thinking, um, with those shots is usually that they weren't planned for, Mm -hmm. um, but it, it obviously can be an intentional technique. Um, but I, I think most of these are, are probably an effort of Sammo to try to kind of stretch out the action or kind of highlight highlight a stunt. So at the end of this, uh, Jackie is armed with the information that Miki is being held at a construction site. And um, uh, now we're going to get a really great uh, sequence that I think everybody that's seen this film is uh, ready to see again. Um <laughs> Yeah, this At is like a career, the... this is like a career highlight for Jackie. This everything that goes on in the construction sequence. Um, yeah, not, totally. not so much the the early part of it with the like the hiding in the doors. <laughs> I think that's super. That's, that's super fun. fun. It's very like very like Scooby Doo almost. But it's interesting. There's a moment after all of that, and we cut back and forth uh, between Jackie and the doors, and then Jean Carlo and the and the demons, and then uh, there's a moment where it just breaks into this combat in the yeah just in kind of like the heart of this construction area and it's it's just one of the most incredible you know 90s jackie jan sequences ever i think and there's this amazing one of the one of the coolest stunts is the the door stunt where he's like hanging on to the doorknob and kind of just floating out in space oh man it's that is very like that's a very gifable moment there too so we mentioned i think it was in Ipman 2. Oh, oh I was about like, pallets? Nobody's ever used a pallet. And I was like, oh, yeah, feel bad because I totally forgot about this because mm-hmm. there's like so many pallets used yeah. in this. There is a moment here, like you were talking about Matthew yes. with wires. And it's actually surprising to see Jackie do kind of like this spinning yeah. aerial kick on wires. You don't really see him. It does uh, look so awesome. It does. Awesome. It looks yeah. so it's, cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, he uses that and. He uh, gets to like dance on some PVC pipes, which is really funny. Um, there's this whole bit with a table saw that's great, <laughs> and actually, oh, man, so good. Brad Allen is the goon that's shoving the piece of wood towards the saw. There, yeah, it's got to be and, uh, somebody that he 
that he trusts yeah. closely. And that's, yeah. that's a really memorable moment from the NGs oh, where yeah. he sort of slipped for a second and, and it's like Jackie's life flashed mm-hmm. before his eyes. Um, oh yeah, totally. And but Jackie's uh, always really such a good like... sport in these NGs, uh, especially at this point in his career going forward. It might be that he's aware that they're going to be shown to the public Ugh. and there's a little bit of putting a good face on things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, I mean, by now he's been doing it for decades. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, like what great spirit he takes all of these mishaps in. Yeah, I really like uh, you know when you see the sequence, you see that table saw, and there's the bit where he kind of does a roll over mm-hmm. it, and yeah. in your brain you're like, oh, they probably just did that like with some computer effects. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the film, you see in the NG that he's practicing over that saw and it's like no he really did that Mm -hmm. and not only did he do it but he must have done it at least like a dozen Mm -hmm. times yeah well it's also this is like it came to the states in 1998 so this is a year before you know the brilliance of jar jar binks so i remember at the time (laughs) definitely didn't seem like there could have been a cg option here Mm -hmm. oh man oh there also there's another great jiffable moment where he um Jackie lands backwards into this like garbage pail. Yeah, yeah. Does that great land on it? It's almost like a I don't know Charlie Chaplin kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to this other shot where he's like flipping it up and kicking it at somebody, and then getting into combat. And um, it's it's weird. I I definitely would say that overall the Stanley films of this period are. Are, are stronger movies than Mr. Nice Guy. But I do think that Samo extends the combat just a little bit further with, I think without compromising the kind of sensibility that Stanley and Jackie have in those movies. So even though there's, there aren't a lot of, a lot of sequences like this, and there's really nothing that compares to the sequence in Mr. Nice Guy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really one of my favorite uh, Jackie routines ever. Yeah. It's great. But so he finally gets captured by Giancarlo and, I love that whenever he's in the car, we get to see the neat free thing again where Jackie's just kind of impotently just holding on to his shoes <laughs> and sitting down. Oh, yeah. Just it's a funny pose. <laughs> and Jackie tries to kind of get away. He's called. I, I can't remember who he's trying to call here. Baccio, maybe. But yeah, he sort of pretends that someone's picking up on the other end. <laughs> but of course, Giancarlo is listening on the mm-hmm. other line in the speakerphone. And um, that's kind of the last straw for him. Mm-hmm. And then we get into very unique uh fight scene yeah this really kind of shocked me at the at the time i know and i was kind of disappointed theater. too because i'm like no i want to see a proper richard norton jackie fight come on <laughs> i feel like i i really like this i like the premise yeah, behind I it too. and i like that it's cool. it's limiting him but i do wish that it would have um developed into something bigger mm. for sure sure He's, or or that at or at the end of the movie you would have had a yeah. different opportunity for the two of them to fight mm-hmm. or something but like you can see that richard knows what he's doing here so they they like literally tie jackie's hands and feet and are like holding yeah. him back like a like a dog on a leash as richard's just kind of punching it away but jackie's still able to get like a couple of hits and he literally yeah. do that i love when he does and richard's like he almost hit me that time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and oh, then when he's so able good. to kind of uh wiggle his way into getting Giancarlo tied up and he's been giving his goons orders to pull or not pull and he's like don't pull don't pull and Jackie has his way he does he gives him like the punching bag to his face it's really good yeah again just the ingenuity here it's 
really i mean the, uh sam and jackie really make the most of this sequence yeah i yeah if anything i just wanted more mm-hmm. <laughs> but they go back to the to like the the ridiculously huge dump truck that we saw at the very beginning of the movie and there's a couple of cool driving stunts here too like uh jackie gets into a car and he's mm-hmm. like whipping it all around hitting them with the the doors yeah. um lakeisha even gets a couple of good hits here too <laughs> She like, yeah, she stomps the dude with her heel. Mm-hmm. She oh. has some fabulous pants in this scene too. Like, oh, they're dude. out of control. Amazing, those fuchsia pants. <laughs> yeah, I would say the the whole dump truck thing for me, it's a step up from the hovercraft um, <laughs> ending. But it's it's still a little strange to mm-hmm. to close out your film just with this big sort of vehicle, mm-hmm. big vehicle sequence. Sun. Um, yeah, I wasn't able to uh, confirm it, but I read that this was actually an idea for the ending of Rumble in the Bronx that they didn't use. Mm-hmm. So they ended up going with a hovercraft. And I think that similar to the hovercraft, a gigantic dump truck like this really taps into kind of some stuff that you thought was cool when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. So it's like sure, sure. you always wanted to see like, you know, like Bigfoot. Or I was like about to say trucks. it literally just turns into a monster truck rally at this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, totally. Like those are like things that are like cool when you're a kid. So it's like you get everything here. You get the, you know, fighting and then you get you pay like, for the crazy, whole seat. Like, you only need the edge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they come up with some clever little uh, moments like when the truck is driving right at Jackie and he's on his back on the ground. He's that's so the cool. Wheels. And then when he, when he climbs on the mm-hmm. moving wheel, I mean, that's a, that's a great stunt. Mm-hmm. And even when, when we're smashing Giancarlo's cars at the end, like you're saying, it's, it's like yeah. master trucks, but you kind of, you're sort you sort of care about it. I would say more than, than the hovercrafts. I was going to say more than monster yeah. truck rallies. <laughs> yeah. Probably. He gets to do all the stuff you wanted to do when you were a little kid. Like Jackie gets to do it yeah, in all his totally. movies. It's funny. I go back to seeing it in the theater and I was like a, I guess a freshman in high school maybe. Um, and I'll just never forget how, like the glee that Hugh and I had coming out of the theater. We just wanted to awesome. jump on, on everything. <laughs> I think that super cop was the first jackie movie i saw in theaters here. oh man perfect I'm, i wish i remembered better though i'm not sure if i ever saw a jackie movie in theaters i might have seen oh, one man. of the rush hour movies in theater but oh sure that but no like that was that was all it was all tv and vhs <laughs> yeah and it's interesting there's um most of jackie's movies lately haven't really gotten a wide release mm-hmm. over here which is not in america yeah shame yeah. But yeah, this this turns into the he runs over the cars and then I love how some of the cars when he runs over them, they just get smashed and then some of them explode into fire whenever he runs yeah, over them. It's yeah. Amazing. Uh but then he oh, smashes man. into this ridiculous mansion and it's like whenever I saw him starting to drive him, I'm like, there's no way. And <laughs> and then they do it. And God, I just have I have yeah. a soft spot in my heart for ridiculous things like this. Cause it's yeah, it's, it's the kind incredible. of stuff that you don't see in a lot of Hollywood movies uh, today. Like there will be a big extraction, totally. but knowing that this was like an actual thing that actually drove through a mansion and, and destroyed it. Right. Well, and it reminds me of some other, you know, Samo productions from the 80s. You have giant sort of stunts like this and Winners and Sinners and um, the My Lucky Stars movies and 
even you know obviously some other movies we've already covered but yeah it's great because it seems like smashing the lamborghini and the porsche like that's enough oh, right man. <laughs> um, man okay so i you know in the last film the i mean in rumble in the bronx he ends up destroying pretty much a lamborghini kuntak mm-hmm. and then in this film he just crushes one with his dump truck, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, all right, I got to look up how much a Kuntak costs. <laughs> and it's a $300,000 car. Wow. <laughs> and it literally is in like maybe like 25 mm-hmm. seconds of this film just to get crushed. It's crazy to think about. And that's the other the, thing. The budget is for like, this movie shockingly low. Like the, num- the number ugh. that I found was $6 million. Wow. And like I feel like this stunt I mean, itself looks like it costs $6 million. I mean, hats off to, to Samo. I mean... Uh, we talk about resourceful uh, Jackie Chan choreography, but you know Samo knows how to get the most out of a budget and to put it all on on screen. You know, uh, I mean the way he covers the destruction of Gene Carlo's home, it's it have to be like looks like maybe four or more cameras on it, um, mm-hmm. or I could yeah could be counting wrong, but yeah, and does, there's pyrotechnics involved as well. Yeah, you know? totally. I I wasn't able to confirm this either, but I read that um, where they filmed this in this a city in Australia, um, they made such a mess with the dem- demolition of this house that they were like banned from filming there anymore. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I tried. I really tried hard mm-hmm. to find a, like a newspaper article or something to confirm that, but I couldn't. But I like to bring it up because it's funny to think about. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And it's funny you say that too, because in the context of the movie, we see the cops show up, and uh, they're all like, "Uh, did you see anything?" No, I didn't see anything. Then, <laughs> right? Just kind of let it slide. Yeah, the police yeah. chief has definitely changed his tune here mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and then I do like the final. Um, there's like this final kind of crane shot of sort of surveying all the all the destruction. Mm-hmm. Which that that seemed to be kind of kind of the preferred close uh, when you get into the '90s, and you know we move away from the freeze frame and move towards like either crane or helicopter closing shots. Yeah, and and it's you know this is the end of the film, and there's kind of like a soft transition into the outtakes. Yeah, following that kind of crane shot, mm-hmm. and um the the outtakes they show end in similarly to rumble they end in like you guys said earlier that another thumbs up but um yeah it's still really cool they did um you know we mentioned j peter robinson and he redid the uh, score for this film as well and he does the music at the end for the ngs and end credits but there was also uh in the hong kong version jackie sang a song called a nice guy very cool and a nice uh, guy. Yeah. yeah you don't get to hear that mm-hmm. in our version the new line that we've obviously been talking about but um we'll link it in the episode uh post yeah mm-hmm. and again there's there's you know some really um, sweet choice shots with where you get to see Jackie and Samo, and I was just confirming it because it's my gut. My gut reaction of the history was that this is kind of the last opportunity that they collaborated, but that isn't that actually isn't accurate. So um, mm. Samo was uh, the action director on the Medallion, the two thousand three uh, okay. Hollywood 
uh, Jackie Chan film. Yeah. And then he also has a cameo, which I totally forgot about this, um, as Wong Fei Hong yeah, in, in Jackie's Around the World in Days. days. Yeah. That's and right. That they actually... That's like the only yeah. non-martial law appearance of Sammo Hung in the West. <laughs> hmm It's actually, I think they... They, they care the cast of characters are called like the 10 tigers of Kwantung, but um they're just kind of like these warriors they don't characterize each one like you would expect them to yeah right. but you're right i totally forgot about that but these ngs are choice there's some amazing stuff and there, there's some really good just funny like dialogue bits too not just uh not just bad stunts like one of my yeah, favorites totally. is is uh, Jackie keeps flubbing this one line, and then he's, and he's like, "I get so nervous when I speak." Yeah, English. that's that's my favorite line. When I speak English, I get nervous. <laughs> when I speak English, I'm nervous. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's just this cool juxtaposition because I mean, Jackie's such a gigantic star. Um, you know, in his home country, but you really see, it really seems like just this kind of nervous, this nervous guy trying to complete this, this scene. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And yeah, um, like we mentioned, just about every really memorable stunt gets, gets an NG. Yeah. This is, (laughs) this is one of those outtake uh, sessions where you almost kind of want to rewind it and rewatch it. Oh yeah, totally. There's some good, I'm definitely gonna make a gif of Jackie, like doing a little skip dancing on the like next to the big dump truck. Yeah. Oh, right. Also what I love about it is there aren't major injuries. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a little bit more fun in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're doing that carriage scene, he's got uh NG where he kind of just oh, nicks yeah. his head on the uh signs <laughs> when they're kind of oh, these low hanging. Oh, I was signs. thinking about the one where he's trying to run up against the carriage and he's not quite fast enough. So then he turns and goes off to the sidewalk and picks up some like litter and trash <laughs> and throws yeah. it away. <laughs> oh man. And then the, oh there is a moment where he's hanging from the door that that shot we talked about and you can you can see the anxiety in his mm-hmm. face. He's like he's not going to make it and luckily some crew mm. kind of run up and and yeah help him up there's the the one that you were mentioning before where he's where he has like the buzzsaw uh, between his legs and like kind of slips slightly yeah. and then he's like pounding oh, his chest no. because he just just yeah. missed it uh, yeah, oh i also really love good. the one where he's trying to we didn't call the stunt out uh, during the movie but it's when um the police have him wired up to try to sting these guys and he does this leap onto this uh crane or something and there's this outtake where he he misses the jump and he just lands in the water. <laughs> it's funny too because when you see that stunt in the film, it kind of looks like they kept one looks, of those takes where he misses. Yeah, yeah. When you're reading his like trajectory, you're like, it, seems it doesn't like look like he's gonna make, make it. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, Mr. Nice Guy is it's lighter to me than Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I was kind of down on it in some ways but i still think it's oh, fun yeah. and you if you haven't if you've seen rumble in the bronx and you haven't seen mr nice guy you definitely should check out mr and nice it guy. is an yeah, easy totally. breezy 82 minutes even with the ngs yeah for sure you know um you mentioned in the last episode carlos that you uh you had a friend that was asking for a good jackie chan movie to introduce his kid to again depending yeah. on the kid because there is you know, there are some mature situations <laughs> and violence and stuff, but uh, Mr. Nice Guy might be a good, might be a good contender. They definitely don't, they don't I cuss so. as much as they do in Rumble of the Bronx. It's kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. in that movie. Oh but. yeah, I don't, I don't know what this. I mean, Rumble of the Bronx was, was rated. It was PG thirteen. Yeah, Mr. Nice Guy yeah. was PG thirteen. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, show your kids this movie yeah. instead. <laughs> 
And hopefully they'll just be like, ew, she's in her underwear. You don't have to explain anything to them. <laughs> right, right. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, that a, this is a super fun one. I definitely, I had, I had only seen this just in like, you know, list of like, oh, these are cool Jack Chan movies you should watch. Didn't have quite the level of, oh, sure. the level of like amazing, you know, high expectations that Rumble in the Bronx did. So I was very pleasantly surprised watching through this one. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't uh, necessarily go for the same kind of extreme blockbuster heights of uh, First Strike or Super Cop. But yeah, what I like about Mr. Nice Guy is it sort of knows what it is from the jump. And it's just a really, really entertaining ride. And now looking back, however many, however many years, it's an awesome time capsule of, you know, the 90s. Mm. Uh, yeah, Jackie Chan and a, a Jackie Chan that knew now that he had an audience in the West. And it feels even more 90s than Rumble in the Bronx somehow. Oh, yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. I mean, even the color scheme of Gene Carlo's mm-hmm. house, like the exterior of his house. And again, these terrible mm-hmm. baggy suits. I don't know what people were thinking oh, back man. then. <laughs> you know, a lot of that, too, is like an excuse to have some That's padding for the, That's true. for the stunt guys. Um, but it was, yeah, kind of a nice... Um, nice uh, overlap with the mm-hmm. style of the day well that's everything for mr nice guy but thank you so much for taking a listen to our little podcast here if you like the show then you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this to your podcatcher of choice you can check us out on facebook instagram and twitter we are at heroes the number three podcasts on all of them uh tweet at us or message us or whatever what your what's your favorite jackie chan stunt of any stunt that you've ever seen in a movie there's obviously a billion of them but but post one of them to one of those guys we'd, we'd love to talk to you guys about it and maybe get ideas for future movies yeah, yeah totally thank you so much to the kung fu cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there and uh i'll say carlos what is our training for next week okay so um we're following this up with uh, an interesting, uh, <laughs> I guess, a ripple effect because of the popularity of Rumble in the Bronx. So this film is actually from 1992. But here in the United States, we wouldn't get it in theaters until 1999. Whoa. And it is, uh, yeah, directed by Choi Hark. And oh, cool. I believe and uh, Ringo, Ringo Lam, Lam, too. Yeah. Uh, the movie is Twin Dragons, so we're gonna get double the Jackie next yeah. episode. Yeah, Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah it's like it's the Jackie be... Chan Parent Trap, and th- there's really interesting <laughs> stories about the production of this film because it was actually produced as a fundraiser for the Hong Kong Film Directors Guild. So just about any anyone who was anyone in the uh behind the camera side is involved in this film and when you look at who the action choreographers are um everybody is in there ching siu tung yon wo ping um yeah. and on the producing side uh ng si yuan is involved again so there's some some cool reunions with um some of jackie's past collaborators yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun well until next week where we're taking a look at twin dragons i'm matthew i'm marty I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training.
Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.